Well, um, hello everyone and welcome again to the channel, uh, the Prism for a School of Small Business. And uh, if you're new here, if it's your first time uh, on this channel, we address issues um, related to uh, small business and business in general. And we put forward um, solutions or we attempt to, to provide you with solutions to those issues. Uh, today, our guest is Jen Gottfried, and Jen is a mindset coach. And today, um, I, well, let me back up a little. Um, mindset has been in vogue, I should say, recently. Everyone, uh, every coach, um, therapist, et cetera, is um, focusing on mindset. And that is as it should be, because, of course, having the right mindset, positive mindset, um, is crucial to being successful in life as well as in business. Um, now, as today's guest, I want to have Jen um, uh, focus mainly on how mindset and a positive mindset or a mindset change has been instrumental in um, success in her business since she is my first guest in our series of um, uh, entrepreneurs um, who are going to be speaking on um, their journey, their entrepreneurship journey, uh, what struggles they have encountered or not, and what strategies they have used to overcome those struggles and challenges. And uh, um, when Jen and I first spoke, she um, had a really great um, uh, attitude and um, belief in the um, in the importance and um, positiveness of having um, the best mindset. So without any further ado, um, Jen, please um, uh, speak to our audience. Um, give us, tell us a little bit more about what you do. Um, and let's start talking about how, um, what your journey has been like and, uh, and where you are today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So yeah, so I'm Jen. I live in beautiful Canada, close to the Rocky Mountains, and I'm a mindset and business coach. And I am so passionate about helping women start working less while actually making more because I don't know about you, but I didn't start my business to work more than I did in a day job and make less than I ever did. That wasn't the plan, but a lot of us start that way. And this isn't my first business. I actually started my first business almost 15 years ago in my mid-20s. I had come out of college. I had a degree in business and finance. And around my mid-20s, I always knew I was going to be an entrepreneur. So around that time, it just felt like it was the right time. So I took the leap and I started working as a business consultant. Right away, I started getting clients. Things were going good. And then I call it the glass ceiling. I hit my glass ceiling. So I got to a point where I was making as much as I was in the corporate world. And then little things started happening to sabotage my business. Like I would lose a client here and then I'd gain a client to make that up. And then I'd feel like, oh, I need to do more. So I started working longer hours, started doing more, started pushing myself to the point where I was working 40, 50, 60 hour plus weeks. And 
it just felt no matter what I did, I just couldn't break past that glass ceiling. I kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And I did this for three years, the pushing and the struggle. And I had been pushing so hard. I actually had a health crisis and I hit what is now called full blown burnout. I literally ended up in the hospital. My body was shutting down. I couldn't do it anymore. So I had to make the tough decision to walk away from my business. And I say that was kind of my turning point because that started me down the path of personal development, something I didn't really know much about at the time, but all these synchronicities, all these people started showing up in my life, started telling me about all these personal development books. And I just dove right in like head first and I started reading. And it was a chance encounter with a book called The Big Leap that introduced me to the whole thing around mindset. And after I read that book, it was just like light bulb moment. It's like, oh my gosh, I don't believe I'm worthy of this. Like, I don't believe I'm worthy of success, which got me diving down the path of mindset and uncovering my own mindset blocks. And literally, I can tell you if there was a mindset block, I had it. Like if someone could say, oh, I've got that, I'd be like, yeah, yeah. Like imposter syndrome, not feeling worthy, feeling like as a woman, I can't be successful. Um, pretty much everything and everything. I seem to believe that because of my past growing up. And so once I overcome all my own issues and realized how amazing life could be after this, I realized that so many other women struggle with these issues as well. And I really wanted to help other women. I wanted to see stop seeing women like myself, not fulfilling their dreams, not chasing after what they truly want and not being successful in their business, just because someone it, in their childhood or someone at some point in their life said, oh, you're not worthy of this or you're not deserving or, oh, you're just a girl. And I didn't want people to go through that anymore. So I started down this path as a coach and I haven't looked back. And even about a year ago, I ended up adding business coaching in as well because I found the same thing with the business coaching world. They were teaching strategies that just weren't in alignment. They weren't teaching th um, women how to build a business based off of their needs, their desires. It was hustle, push, spend 46 hours a week, do everything you can to start. And once you build a bit successful business, everything will be good. But well, women like, go ahead. No, no, no. Um, finish your thought. Yeah, I was just saying, um, if women like me have mindset blocks, the struggle and the hustle and the push don't work because we sabotage ourselves so we can hustle all we want, but we're not going to get out of our own way. So the hustle and the struggle and the push don't work. We have to remove the mindset stuff. Then it actually works. Then the business tools work, but we have to get the mindset crap out of the way first. Would you, would you say, um, you mentioned about the, um, the issues that, um, I guess gave life to the lack of um of of worth of being worthy of success um stems mostly from just being a girl being a woman or were there any other specific issues that you think um um also give life to this idea of um I, I'm not worthy of this why should I be successful um uh excuse me um i'm i'm as good as any anybody else uh, i will <laughs> uh, success is just not for me um i know a lot of women entrepreneurs i've spoken to um of you know 
give that as an example of always being um, when you're a young girl, you know, there are um, specific gender roles that you are supposed to fill and uh, um, entrepreneur and successful business owner was not one of them. That is very true. And that's actually just a small part of my journey. So I'm also a clinical hypnotherapist and I use hypnotherapy in my practice to help women uncover blocks because a lot of our limiting beliefs, especially as women, um, are implanted in us before the age of five. So um, I have a degree in psychology as well. So I understand the whole, how the mind works, how it develops. So what happens is up to the age of about five or six, we are like sponges. So everything that we see, hear, taste, touch, like our senses absorb, we are like a sponge and we just take that on. So we take on all the information we're hearing, all the information we're seeing, and we just literally absorb it but without context, because at the age of six, we don't have cause and effect or reasoning or rational thought. So we take on things and believe things based off of what we see. So what happens and what happened in my case is I actually created the belief that I wasn't enough at only two days of age, if you can believe it. In a hypnosis session, I was able to go back and it's crazy now that I can see this from an adult mind and a rational mind, but. I literally was in my crib and my mom had a friend over and they were talking about her whole birthing experience. And I remember my mom saying, you know, it was a difficult birth. It was a difficult pregnancy. She's been a difficult baby. So in my mind at two days old, I went, oh my God, I'm difficult. Oh man, like there's something wrong with me. I'm, I'm supposed to be this perfect, loving, like perfect little child. And there's something wrong with me. I'm not good enough. So literally at two days of age, I created that belief. And then once we create a belief, our mind goes, okay, she created this belief. I have to keep proving it right. So then your mind is job is to go out and keep finding evidence. So that first time happened at two days of age. And then throughout my life, my mind kept finding little bits, like tiny little things. It could be the rest of everything else was saying, no, you're not, no, you're not. Then something would happen and my mind would grab onto that and go, see, see right there. That's that happened. Remember, you're not good enough. Remember, but even though all this other good stuff was happening. So one of those things was I have an older brother who has anger issues and my mom didn't know how to handle it back then. So she just didn't deal with it. And because she didn't deal with it, he would beat on me on a regular basis. Like he would get angry out of the blue, start raging, start hitting me. And so in my mind, again, I go, oh, my mom doesn't love me or she would protect me. And it was just one thing after another, after another that layered onto this not being good enough. Yeah. And I see it in women all the time. It's something stupid and crazy and small that we blow out of proportion that becomes a huge part of our identity. And is that is um so true. Um and it, it's really um isolating because you you retreat um into the into a world where that's that's your only existence is not being good enough and always pulling on the negatives in your life rather than, as you say, there are usually good things happening. And, and, and you know, for some people um, are even at a point where they're successful in business, but there's always a voice in the back of their heads 
Um, and when I talk to women, I hear that story over and over again. It's it's as if the self-sabotage is real. Is this really happening to me? Oh my God, I'm making money. And, you know, the, the, is this really real? Is this really me? Uh, and, it, you know, uh, for those people listening or watching, watching us and thinking, you know, how could people be thinking in that way? But but it you know it really does happen and the statistics bear it out. Um, you speak um, also about you know the the once you sabotaged yourself and had to um, you know you found your place in a in a yourself in a place where physically, mentally, emotionally you were just spent and and you had to retreat back to that safe space where this is where I'm supposed to be. So I can go back to that job where I know I'll be okay there and I'll be safe here. And so I I can get rid of those voices that keep telling me. How do you, um, how did you, um, once you um, got back there, um, deal with, whether you had a dis the disappointment of um in yourself and um how did you how did you kind of exist there because i know you did for a while before you decided to try again in business so what was that path like oh it was miserable because <laughs> i've known my whole life that i was meant to be an entrepreneur so having to go back to corporate was like sucking the life out of me it did when i lit when i worked in corporate the first time around and but i knew i had to do it and i knew it was i guess you could call it a means to end because i knew that eventually i would figure things out eventually things would come back around but in the meantime I had to deal with this. I had to deal with other people. I had to deal with doing things that didn't light me up, that didn't make me passionate and deal with, you know, a, a salary, the, the amount of money people told me that I was worthy of making. Mm -hmm. And, but at the same time, it gave me a safety net and it gave me that ability to work on myself, to spend the money, to spend the time and do what I needed to do to be a better version of myself. Because if I hadn't taken that time, I always say if I hadn't burnt out, if I hadn't learned about personal development, if I hadn't taken that time to heal myself, to learn about the unconscious mind, to learn about hypnotherapy, I wouldn't be who I am today. And I wouldn't be able to help women the way I help them because I wouldn't know that path. I wouldn't know that journey. And like I tell women, if you need to go back to corporate, if you need to have that steady paycheck, there's nothing wrong with it. It doesn't mean you're a failure. It just means there's some more work that you have to do. And 95% of women don't believe they're worthy enough in some way. Don't believe they're smart enough, pretty enough, skinny enough, whatever that enough statement is they're saying to themselves, there's something in their mind that's telling them, I'm not good enough. This isn't available to me. And like me, as long as you have that, you're not gonna allow success to happen. So sometimes you need to take a step back do the work to figure out what's going on there remove all that garbage out of the way so that you can finally step into who you are meant to be and the business owner you are meant to be and the success you are meant to have and when you do that it's like magic happens awesome uh now you know uh, as a as a business owner um when you're in that um that 
mindset uh, quandary <laughs> of, of not knowing how to quiet those voices. You know, uh, I, as, a, as, a, as a coach myself, um, you hear, you have, and that this is not to bash um, other professionals or other coaches, but it's really hard to find a good um, coach of any kind. Because uh, what you really want to find is someone that not just uh, provide you with the what to do, but um, really um, the the not the what, but also the how, and and um, those strategies that are really going to speak to your particular issue. Because as I tell um, prospective clients. Not everything on the internet is suited to everyone. <laughs> you know, the internet can provide you with a cookie cutter thing that doesn't um, uh, speak to the issues that you're having. So you wanna make sure that, you know, the whatever therapy or coach or that you choose is someone that is in tune with, um, with, with your particular issue. So I, I, I say that to say it's the same thing with mindset. There are so many um, books, um, coaches, uh, therapists that speak on mindset. Um, where I struggle with, with, um, with identifying um, that, that thing or that one strategy that helps a person switch their mindset is not an easy thing to do. Um, sometimes you listen to uh, people talk about switch the mindset, you know, switch your mindset, um, uh, improve your life, switch your mindset, make money, switch your mindset, <laughs> um, conquer the world, whatever it is. But it, it, it's, it's, always for me difficult to pinpoint that th those strategies that is going to um, say okay um, I want to switch my mindset what's the first thing I should do you've mentioned a few things like um, uh, hypnosis um, that helped you make the switch um, what other strategies would you say um, is is crucial. Uh, if you can give maybe three, that's crucial to uh, helping someone, uh, female entrepreneurs, uh, make the mindset switch um, uh, from, you know, to help them overcome those limiting beliefs and the imposter syndrome. Uh, I did a couple um, videos on, on mindset and um, really focused on the importance of uh, you have to, it, it's an everyday thing. It's kind of like when you lose weight and you want to maintain that weight loss, it's a, it becomes a lifestyle change, not just a momentary thing. Yeah, I agree. So I always say this because it's so true. The difference between mediocre success and millionaires and billionaires is mindset. The people that are millionaires and billionaires they make mindset a priority. 
they have blocks, they have limiting beliefs, they have glass ceilings too. That's but like us. <laughs> exactly. The thing is, is they know how to work through them quicker. So mm -hmm. I tell people it's the first ones that are the hardest. When you first start your entrepreneurial journey, when those first limiting beliefs first come up, those are the hardest ones. But once you get through those, the ones that you run across later on in your journey, you're attuned at that point to go, oh, I'm hitting another limiting belief. I'm hitting another glass ceiling. Let's go do the work. It's quicker, it's easier, and you can bust through those quicker. And so millionaires, billionaires, they know the process, they know what works for them. So I already mentioned about hypnotherapy. That is my absolute favorite tool for uncovering and removing limiting beliefs. One, because it's quick and because it's easy, because you literally are just going into your mind. It's very safe, it's very effective. And we're literally just asking your subconscious mind, which is your storehouse of all your memories and saying, hey, why is she acting this way? Why is she believing this? Why is she have this limiting belief? And what is that limiting belief that's getting in her way? And then we just go in and remove it and we give the woman a new belief. The second one is um, I'm a lover of psychology. That's why I had to go back and get my degree. And I'm even looking at possibly doing my master's now. But um, in cognitive behavioral therapy, they talk about um, talking things out. So our thoughts, our beliefs and our actions are all tied together. So those thoughts are coming from somewhere. And when we have a negative thought, we take a negative action that's associated with it. So we really got to start paying attention to our thoughts. And the thing is, is a lot of times I call it the itty bitty shitty committee. And it's that negative inner voice is talking to us and we've heard it so much and it's running on background and we don't even know it's there. So this inner voice is saying things like you suck. You how, who are you to think you can do this? Like you've never been successful at anything in your life. So what things you, makes you think you'll be successful now? And this little voice is going on in the background. And a lot of times we don't even know that voice is there. So it's starting to be really cognizant of those voices that are going on that negative voice. And a lot of times like limiting beliefs, those negative voice are programs from somebody else. And you can probably think back to a time where it's like, oh, well, you're just a girl. You've heard that thing. Oh, well, you're just a girl. Girls can't do this. Who do you think you are? One of my biggest limiting beliefs was work has to be hard because growing up, I had a father who was an entrepreneur, but that meant he was away long hours. I barely ever seen him. So we could be successful and wealthy, but you had to work really hard and never be home and sacrifice to be able to do that. So again, that was one of my limiting beliefs, work hard, sacrifice, and you might be successful. And then the third one is I like journaling sometimes. I know it's not for everybody and I'm not saying everybody should do it, but getting pen to paper sometimes just helps us get thoughts out that we don't even know are there. So sometimes it's just a matter of getting out a pen and paper and start writing, start talking about your frustrations, just write until it just starts free flowing. And there's something about psychology says there's something about pen, actual pen to paper that connects us to our subconscious mind. So when we start writing about something, sometimes these thoughts and ideas come out that we didn't even know are there. And it just opens up this window to our brain that we don't normally have access to. So those are three of my favorite ways to help uncover and just start seeing what's going on. Because if we don't know what our living beliefs are, we can't fix them. Awesome. You know, one of my favorites, um, I um, heard this um, uh, famed psychologist speak on this, and she calls it, uh, you know, a lot of people have vision boards, 
And she doesn't call it a vision board. She calls it an action board. And um, it's the same concept where you have a board and you put all the things on there that you're aspiring to or um, that you, um, if those are your, your <laughs> the things you want to achieve in life. And, and she says, you have to put it where you see it every day. So it, it's kind of like uh, an, uh, a more practical, uh, uh, the practical equivalency of the, the, um, the negative thought. You're replacing it. You're, you're, you have now a positive reinforcement of, the, of positive thoughts um, in front of you. And I find that helps me because you know when the limiting the when the negative thoughts because you know it, it's not as if you're 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 intentionally inviting negative thoughts into your head that that uh, I heard a, a um a professor say once that we're constantly thinking and um something you just can't avoid the thoughts that come into your head. So, you, you know, it, it's one of the tools, another tool that I use is I do um, thought switching. So when a negative thought comes, I immediately replace it, replace it which is what you were just saying, I, um, confront it um, immediately. I immediately switch to um, a more a positive thought or a positive experience or a beautiful experience or something I would love to do that I haven't done yet, and, and that usually helps. So um, it, it it's it I find, and when I say this, I don't. It, it's not about negativity, but it changing mindset is is as we've been talking about something that's that's a lifelong um it, it, it's it, it's a lifelong um challenge that you have to constant that you have to constantly um address and like you said the difference between uh the the um the unbelievably rich and and just being mediocre is really how you think about things and how you um how you can really um uh, make sure you're always in a place of positivity because because we're not we're human beings we we can't always be that but it is how you react to it that that really um, helps you um, always stay in that positive. Um, lane. Um, so having it, it done the work, Jen, you know, you've gone back to your safe space. Uh, you did the work. You knew that was not the place for you, though. Um, what was your what was the difference between your first um, foray into business and the second time around? I know you're more prepared. You know what to expect. Um, you know, those limiting beliefs was um, uh, instrumental in it. But what was the main difference? What was another difference that that really stood out to you between your first um, go at entrepreneurship to the second time? 
Yeah, so the biggest thing was doing it my way this time around. So with all those limiting beliefs, I, of course, thought that there was the right way of doing business, that I had to do a specific way. And if I just followed what everyone else was doing, it would work for me. But the thing is, is we're all individuals. I'm unique. I have my own special gifts. I have my own special way of doing things. So when I jumped into business the second time around, I swore this time I was going to do it my own way. I didn't want to work the 40, 60 hour weeks. I didn't want to be doing a bunch of stuff that I was told I had to do to be successful. I decided that I was going to build a business around my desires, my joy, my happiness, and do it in a way that lit me up. And that was a really big thing that set it apart because I loved what I did. It didn't feel like a chore the first time around. It was like, oh, do I have to do this? Oh, I have to go do that today. Oh, I don't want to. And then I would procrastinate. I would put it off. Now when I get up in the morning, it's like, oh, I get to work in my business today. Like, this is amazing. And I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the work. I um, only worked with people I truly wanted to. I didn't just take on anyone as client. My first business, I had some clients from hell. Like they were horrible to work with, but I thought I had to work with them. And so the biggest shift from my first business to my second was the belief that I could do it my way. The belief that I could build a business any way possible. And when I just did the things that felt good and felt in alignment and lit me up that it was all going to work out in the end. Sometimes things didn't work out, but it was like this game. It's like, oh, I'm going to try this. I wonder if this is going to work. And then sometimes it did, sometimes it didn't, but I didn't have that attachment. It was like, oh, if it doesn't, oh, well, I'm just going to try something else. And it was just that playing around with strategies until I found what I enjoyed and what also worked. And when I did that, it was like, boom. Success came easy. It was fun. I actually enjoyed business. And to me, why are we doing a business if we don't like what we're doing? Yeah. As opposed to the first time where things started going bad, you, the voice says, see, it, 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 you know, you, you weren't meant to be successful. See, um, this is what, um, this is what happens or, and this is what will happen to you because this is not meant for you. So, so yes, it, it's, it, that's really a powerful, um, a powerful thing that you did because, you know, uh, as <laughs> the experience of most entrepreneurs, I don't think I know of an entrepreneur who's only um, had, uh, who's been number one successful, their first try at business, who's only, done who's only uh been involved in one business uh whether successful or unsuccessful um entrepreneurs are constantly creating and um you know reinventing and um looking for other possibilities and other things to do but it's it a lot of them give up as well um because of course you know the limiting beliefs and the imposter syndrome um, it becomes a chore rather than a joy to to be um, in business. And it, it, that is so important to be really enjoying what you're doing. And that that speaks to um, or that is a, um, as a result of the mindset that you have that that creates that joy. Yeah, yeah. It's a key to a business because. If we're not going to be happy, why don't we go stay in our day job? Like we didn't 
become business owners to run a business that we don't like just because it pays us money because a lot of times if we don't like it we're not going to work as hard we're not going to be as passionate we're not going to make anywhere near the money we probably did in our jobs so why are we doing it so i tell ladies if you're not lit up there's nothing saying you can't shift you can't change like tweak your business tweak your target audience tweak your offerings until you find something that you truly love and are passionate with because then it doesn't feel like business and i know some people say oh well i hate when people say that that's not right and i mean it is work business is work you got to put in the work you got to put in the effort but it doesn't feel like work because you enjoy it Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's, it's crazy how, um, you know, the, it's crazy how the business world works because you, once you're in it, you tend to forget why you, um, why you got into it in the first place. Um, you were in a job and the reason you left the job is because you weren't happy with it. You hated the job. You wanted to work for yourself. You couldn't stand your boss. You hated the nine to five. You wanted, excuse me, you didn't want to sit in traffic anymore. You wanted to spend more time with your family. You wanted to go out there and create. So, um, Whenever I'm coaching someone, I, I always try to take them back to their why. Why did you leave the, the the corporate job in the first place? Oh, okay. Now I remember. <laughs> this is why I did it. So why now that I've done what I've done, am I um, not happy in, in the choice I've made? And once they go back to to that why they did it, the 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 the, the mindset immediately switches to, oh, that's why I did it. And and now I can find more purpose and more, um, and they get a renewed um, energy to, to, to now go back and, and, um, and work in their business. Um, It's just amazing um, how, you know, we've been talking about mindset. It is such a powerful thing. Um, and it's, it, but it's, um, you have to be, um, take some time out of every day to, 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 um, make sure that you have a well mindset, just like how you, you, you pay attention to your physical body or what you eat. You have to really pay attention to, um, your mindset and be, and intend it, water it, you know, fertilize it, work on it, make sure that you're giving it all the things that it needs to grow and survive, because it really is that um, one thing that can truly change your life. Um, So um, Jen, what is, um, uh, tell our audience what's next for you, anything, that you're planning for the coming year, that's you're maybe adding to your business. That's number one. And number two, um, I always um, try to, I always ask my my guests, you know, um, <clears throat> for them, what does success look like? That's two. And three, how can we um, be of service to you um, 
going forward, whether it's um, you telling us um, where people can find you, whether you're, um, you know, you have a podcast, um, you're a speaker, how can people connect with you? So um, one, what are your future goals, plans? Uh, what did I say the second one was? Um, <laughs> I forget now. But um, yeah, start. let's start with that one. What, what does success look like? number two okay so number one i'm actually launching a youtube channel in 2023 so that should be coming early 2023 because i love video content but the short form it doesn't give me that opportunity to, to really share my knowledge and my wisdom so i've decided to start up a youtube channel so you guys can keep an eye out for that and what does success look like to me for me it's a combination of time and financial freedom because even if I was making millions, if I was working 40, 60, 80 hour weeks to be able to do that, that wouldn't be freedom to me. So success is having that freedom to enjoy my life, to be able to take off on a Friday and go spend the day with my partner, to be able to take off and travel around the world for a month or two and just bring my business along with me. So to me, that's what success looks like is living that life that I truly desire and that I'm building my business around my life, not the other way around. Yeah. 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 I heard um, uh, someone say uh, um, they were new, uh, a couple is becoming new parents. And they said um, one of the best, one, what they've learned and what they've tried to implement and what has worked really well for them is to make to to not make the child your life, but to make the child a part of your life. Oftentimes, when people have babies, the the baby becomes their life rather than you making the baby a part of your life. So so yeah, that's re- that that that's really important that you don't make your business your your life but you make you you make the business a part of your life not your entire life um so how can um the audience continue to connect with you um where are you on social media etc yeah so you can find me on facebook or instagram are the two best places and you can find me there at mindset um six figure mindset is my username i'm also on tiktok come follow me over there and like i said in 2023 you can find me on youtube but you can also find all my links on my website at the six figure mindset.com the the before i let you go and i should have asked you this question earlier the six-figure mindset. <laughs> what does that mean? Does that mean um, I come to you as a mindset coach and my business isn't doing well and you're um, having that mindset switch will get me to a six-figure business? Yeah, so it's anyone who's looking to make their first or next six figures in business and the mindset, the strategy, just whatever you're doing isn't working for you, no matter what you try, I help you figure it out, whether that's, well, a lot of it's going to be mindset, there's also probably going to be a little bit of strategy there, so I help you put a whole piece together, piece it all together, so that you can hit that first or next six figures, whatever it is that you're looking for. 
Awesome. And on that note, <laughs> Jen, thank you so much for being a guest on my podcast, the Prison Poor School of Small Business. Um, if you like what you've heard, guys, as I have, please subscribe to the channel so you can get more content like this. And I will put all the um, relevant information and how to connect with me in the um, video notes. So um, please tune in again next week, Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern for more of what you just heard. Jen, have a wonderful rest of your day and thank you so much for being here. Um, to my audience, thank you for tuning in and until I see you next time, have a blessed day. Goodbye.